Okay, Oddly Sane episode number two. Are we on here for real? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good everybody welcome to oddly sane episode two this is the creative podcast where nothing's off limits you're here with your girls <laughs> i almost said your name was my name are you nervous that <laughs> is you it, here with your girl yeah i had a monster i'm so ashamed but we not we just not every once in a while right i've only i haven't had a monster in two no i haven't had a monster in like three years Okay. So, it's like, at least you're not throwing it back. Because then I would yeah. judge you. I would judge you. Yeah, Sorry. no. I, I could. I would be judging myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you guys. You're here with your host, Patrick Kiera. And Sierra Parker. Next week, I'm going I'm to get a soundboard for us. What you mean? They have like an app. Like a soundboard app. Where you can do the sound effects. Oh. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Like with your laptop? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So then we can act like we really we really doing something. Yeah. In the studio. Hell yeah. <laughs> What's been going on this week? What's been going on with you? So this week for me, it was a bit of a rush because uh, my sisters were here. If any of you guys follow me on YouTube, and you would have seen all the little fun videos of my sisters. But uh, yeah, it was great. Um, I love when my family is like near me, so I feel like I can be my whole self mm-hmm. without having any guards up or any weirdness or anything like. I just love being around them, so my mental health was at an all-time high, I would yes. say. I would rate it definitely at about like a 9 out of 10, because I'm a cancer at the end of the day, so mm-hmm. we are known to feel lonely even amongst a room full of people, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they they definitely brighten my spirits. Also, my little nephew, y'all, if anybody's any baby lovers out there, let us know, but I love babies <laughs> so much, babies and dogs, so it was great. My yes. week was great. I feel like having family just makes it better especially right now Mm -hmm. like i feel like everyone feels so like lonely and just like caught up in the house like you can't really go out and do anything so you just be in your head exactly so just having family around like in the house especially if you grew up with them it's like so natural to just all be together again exactly you just reminisce about when you was kids yeah like wow how are we even here right now i know like (laughs) yeah it's crazy damn i can't wait to go home to see my family because you haven't seen your family like a year, right? Mm-hmm. I know. It's tough, but like, as long as I'm still able to talk to them, as long as they're still healthy, like doing all this, I'm just yeah. like, you know, I just have to be thankful for the small things. Exactly. <laughs> That's so true. Um, my mental health this week has been a lot better because I actually came to the conclusion last night, or yesterday rather, that I am learning to like, I'm being put in situations where I'm like actually standing up for myself or just voicing my opinion in the most authentic way possible instead Mm -hmm. of like letting things just get brushed under the rug. Like Mm. I've been attacking things like like straight on. Saying no. Yep. Saying no, creating boundaries yeah. for people and telling people, like, you know, like, respect me. Mm-hmm. Respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. you need to respect me. So, and growing up, I feel like I was always, like, a people pleaser. I was just, like, very, like, shy. So, I just thought that, like, being nice was, like, you know, the best way. And it's to like, be liked and everything. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like, not, I wouldn't even say to be 
Maybe subconsciously. Because to me, I'm just like, I don't really care what people think about me. You remember last week I was yeah. telling you about the episode with my pants. I know. And, like, and I'm like, shit, I would have been humiliated. <laughs> but for <laughs> me, it's like other people's opinions don't matter to me because at the end of the day, I feel like I know where I'm going and I know my own purpose. Right. And it's like, I'm going to get there by me and not exactly. by what other people think. But I think subconsciously, I've like just been so conditioned to be nice to the point where if something happens that bothers me I just won't say anything because I'm just like eh, it's not a battle that I'm like that I want to fight right but sometimes you have to yeah to like show people like you need to like respect how I am as a person or yeah. who I am as a person so I feel like that actually helped my mental health yeah that just made me feel really good like being able to be like okay like Patrick you're an adult now like, right I feel like sometimes I'm just like, oh, you know, like I still feel like I'm in college mm -hmm. or I'm still trying to get out of that trait and be like, you're grown. Right. And what do you your business. What do you feel like brought you to that, like that realization? Like I need to start setting like more batteries. I and think it was saying no. The experiences that kept coming my way. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, you know me, I told you I'm a bookworm, so I'm always reading. So it was like I was reading books like, um, what's that book? Uh, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. So like reading things like that was like, okay, like. I need to set boundaries. I feel like that book made me realize, like, you're not setting boundaries with people. Yep. But then it was like, once I was put into the situations, I just got fed up. Because it was like, the situations would keep happening to the point where I'm like, now you know how you feel. You feel like shit because you didn't say anything. Yeah. So next time, like, you need to speak up because I was like, just getting tired of it. Yeah, and I think people are afraid to, like, say no and mm -hmm. just want to be so nice again because you just want to please people. And mm -hmm. also because, like, you, you just feel like saying no is, like, being mean. Yeah. It's just, like, what society tells you. It's just like, oh, you know, you don't want to let people down. It's like, I don't owe nothing to nobody. Like, right. you, you die alone. Right. <laughs> it's like normalized saying no. Right. Because <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Like, people, even if you get your feelings hurt at the end of the day, like, don't sacrifice your happiness for someone else's. Yeah. Because... If someone else is, like, comfortable enough to tell you how they're feeling or, like, to act a certain way towards you, then you reciprocate that energy. Yeah. Because they have no problem. Do you ever find, though, because I'm also a really nice person. We both have that in common. And I feel like I want to be a really nice person, but also, like, it seems like being really nice, people will take you for, for like, like take advantage. take advantage of you or just, like, feel like they can just like say whatever or be whatever type of way with you. And it's just like, you do look like the bad guy then when you have to be like, oh, I'm not a goofy. Right. You know? But I and feel then like. it's just like, you kind of got to come off kind of harsh. It's do. just like, you really just had me fucked up. Like, damn. Right. But I feel like it's because they think that they can try you. Yeah. So it's like, you put yourself in this situation because you thought that you were going to get over on me because I'm nice. But right. that's not the case. Right. So it's just like, there's no hard feelings at the end of the day, but just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Delivery respect is me. It is. Yeah. It definitely is. And I feel like that's one of the lessons I learned, too, with that roommate. Like, yeah. I told her that I was like, you know, delivery is everything. Like, you just need to watch how you, like, say certain things to mm -hmm. people. Because it can come off very offensive, even if you don't mean it in exactly. an offensive way. So, yeah. that My mental health right now is probably, like, an eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's good. Like, definitely good. I just want to be able to tap in a little bit more creatively this upcoming week. Which I feel like now that you're, like, crazy roommate is gone, like, you'll be able to yes. tap into that creativity a little bit better. Yeah, the space already feels very free. Yeah. So, I'm excited. Do you have any, like, coping mechanisms 
that you normally use when like learning to create boundaries or like dealing with people i'm i'm a uh, i'm a ghoster mm, i just leave okay i just and that's something that i'm working on it's just like talking to people mm-hmm. talking out like differences or like if a person rubbed me up the wrong way, like, I literally, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I just want to get away from you and, like, yeah. never see you again. <laughs> but that's not a, a good way to be, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we was talking about this earlier, just, like, realize that you kind of have to be cordial. Not, not People may not necessarily be your people. Right. But you can still be cordial. You can still have a good time and go about your business. You don't got to call them every day or hang out with them every day. But so I, but I'm working on that because I'm just like, you can't, you can't be that way. You mm-hmm. can't be that way. Because then people are like, well, what happened? Exactly. Because everyone's, uh, what I'm learning is everyone's experiences in life are different. Yep. And everybody see things differently. Yeah. Perception, everything. Exactly. So... It's always good to just, like, communicate and just be honest with how you feel. Like, the fact that I, like, told my boss that I was, like, that I felt like she was very dismissive and Mm -hmm. it just rubbed me the wrong way. I feel like I would never say anything like that if it was, like, three years ago, two years ago. Yeah. I just be like, okay, like... I apologize. And what's crazy is the other manager that was in the room, I feel like she has so much more respect for me now mm-hmm. because she's like, now she's talking to me and she's just being like, cause it's like I stood up to this boss that no one ever like stands up to, even yeah. though like, you know, some pe- sometimes it's just this shitty situation that she puts people in. So yeah. it's like, I'm not the one, the two or the three. Period. And I'll let you know that. And little do you know, you probably like set it up for it to be a little bit better for maybe their oncoming mm-hmm. employees because mm-hmm. they don't know like well maybe we should be a little bit more mindful when right. telling people that they can't take a personal day or whatever yeah yeah so so i think that is definitely necessary to stick up for yourself exactly mm-hmm. always at all times <laughs> like i'm taking advantage of those situations now like now if they come my way i'm like okay yes Mm-hmm. Let's deal with it. Not like there's no more running away or trying to like, you know, dance around it. It's like, okay, let's approach this. Let's talk about it. We're <laughs> let's approach this with like a, a sound mindset and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if people aren't receiving of you and respectful of your views, even if they are like opposing from what they believe, those aren't good people. I feel like that just shows. Yeah, I know you did. Like, you know, I feel like those people are like emotionally immature, though. Exactly. If they just automatically see like their view and no one else's view matters, but you're trying to like just yeah. like present something to them that's making them a little uncomfortable, it's yeah. like you got some growing to do. Period. Big Gemini energy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got some growing to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess we're going to get into topics this week. All right, we're going to start with the Prada show. Yes, let's talk about the Prada show. Well, Mucha, Prada, and Raph Simmons, I was reading their interview that they did with the New York Times, and they were just talking about the show. And it was just interesting to see their perspective on, like, the future of fashion. And basically... Um, I'm going to pull up the quote that I had posted on my story yesterday by Rav Simmons and his take on the fashion industry. He said, fashion became pop and the winners now are the ones that scream hardest, not the ones that speak most intelligently. And I feel like that just really like hit home for me because it's the truth. Yeah. 
like the fashion industry and I believe it was like labor because they were saying if they were to raise like certain wages it would mean that people should be prepared to like have less positions that are open mm. in case you didn't hear that our the camera just died so uh we're gonna maybe put half the visuals up for this video <laughs> we're gonna get the visuals together but right just just work with this we Please. at least we try to get the audio together first Please. That's what that's what the name of our podcast should have been. Work with us, because <laughs> I feel like even when we was Work going live, us, like we going on at like three oh five, like right. And every episode, we're like, okay, guys, please just work with mm -hmm. us. <laughs> we're trying to get it together. But that's why I love our our supporters. Like they know everything. Right, perfect. Okay, like y'all know we ain't. They do. We not we perfection. Well, Patrick's a perfectionist. I'm just kind of a person. Like <laughs> the camera goes off. The camera goes off. You know. Sometimes it's, no, a lot of the times it's unhealthy to be a perfectionist. So I'm trying to work out of that trait. Yeah. What's your sign again? Gemini. Gemini, but you're Cancer. Rising. Okay. Mm -hmm. It all makes sense. Yeah. I'm just like, it needs to be the best of the best of the best of the best. Yeah. Meanwhile, no. <laughs> and I try and do everything too, like all parts. I know. Girl, <sighs> tell me about it. I'm just now realizing, maybe I should maybe hire a photographer. I be telling Connor, don't twist it like this. <laughs> the camera, come over here. Like, look. I don't like, baby. I'm a public health major. I'm not a photographer. I can't get the angles. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And they say you get help places faster when you have help or a team around you. Right. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. To have like a whole team that could Absolutely. just make things easier. But. Yes, this raft oh, yeah, There was another. Oh, and then they also were just saying that for the collection that they just released, they were using all new models for the cast. Like that was something mm. new that they were doing, which I thought was interesting. They said like each time they did a show. Well, I guess the last show they did too, they used like brand new models, like ones they hadn't used before, and this time they did it again. Um, and then that's just what Raph was saying. They were going to be using new models and Mutra was just like, oh, Raph, like normally you say you don't want to talk about the shows like beforehand. Mutra, shut up. <laughs> shut your ass <laughs> up. You're just like, uh-uh, we don't go that far. You talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty chill to like read about it. And then I went and looked at the Prada show. Okay. I kind of like the fact that they are using like new models every time because it gets mm -hmm. you not accustomed to seeing the same face and not putting Prada in like a box. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it make like, you feel like anybody can wear it. Right. Because if you have the Bella, Gigi, exactly. Winnie Harlow, like the same models that we know that exactly. we're going to expect to see in every single show, it's just like, oh, okay. This mm -hmm. is nice, but I feel like based on their brands, this is like the best thing to be using, like new models. Exactly. Yeah, and definitely. the Prada, the Prada bomber jackets, yes. So wrap and just I love them. everything. I love it. I he love added like, the, I have one. Okay, he added the like right amount of like Prada salt to it. You know, he did. just so it wasn't like you very will subtle. hate if you see the Prada right there. Like, very very subtle. Yeah, I loved it. That and the gloves. Mm hmm. Definitely. And I was saying, I was still in Patra. Um, I was ahead of the game with the purple gloves, period. <laughs> I have had my purple gloves gloves since last year. But, um, yeah, just have to throw okay. that out there. Purple gloves. Now everybody's going to be walking around with purple gloves, though. Right. 
But um, I think that uh, the logo, it wasn't like too logo craze, which I love. Like like I said, the logos were like pretty subtle for the most part. Mm-hmm. And like the little pack, the little pouches like made sense to be on the gloves as opposed to like a boot to me. Right. Um, it made sense to like be on the arm of like a bomber jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it made, to me this show, I, although products like known to be like practical, I just feel like in the later years, they've kind of just been trying to adapt yeah, I feel like they bit. have to like the current yeah target audience that's spending now. Exactly, I definitely agree. Cause um, yeah, I just, I like what rap is doing here. I feel like that's like, where they bought, they bought him on though. Yeah, to because just they bring, knew. Yep, that he could like get that audience that they didn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think now Prada will even appeal to like a whole totally different audience. Where yes. Rap, yeah. Oh, like, for being sure. Place. Yeah. Definitely. Like his face behind Prada like means everything. It does. Like it makes it It's like I don't wanna say cool. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like he's legendary. Yeah. It makes it less mainstream. Kinda. Mm Mm-hmm. More for like people who really care about fashion. Exactly. And not just wearing it necessarily for like for the logo. Exactly. Like, not just, like, a rapper. But I'm sure ASAP Rocky will have one of these bomber Absolutely. jackets. Absolutely. He's going to kill it. He's going to kill it. <laughs> he is. I'm trying to think who I don't want to see it on. That's a good question. Gunna. Yes. I don't, <laughs> if Gunna wear it. I don't want to see Gunna and the product. And he's going to have it, though. I don't know how, but he's going to have it. You already know, man. Gunna is going to have it. And that's who I was thinking of. And he was just blocked out of my mind. And you know who I don't, who I don't mind seeing in it, though, and who I think would kill it is probably, like, Lil Baby. Yeah. Because Lil Baby. Stylist, his stylist is everything. Yeah. Low key, they need to hire him as a model. They do. He has a look. He does. He does. And he's he tall, like. Yeah. He has the look. Because his GQ. Mm-hmm. After I, I saw like, the GQ, yeah. I'm like, okay, so he gets it now. Yes. Like, he, he's moved up. Yes, because I didn't see him in that type of light, like, ever. It was always, like, Amiri didn't. Like, I just saw him, like, in that light exactly. of rappers. The exactly. Gunners. The Atlanta rappers. Yeah. He definitely, like, showed these younger rappers, rather. Because I feel like back in the day, like, what's her name? Um... Misa, like she was putting people mm-hmm. on like high fashion, but like now it's just kind of been like wear the the thing that everybody wants just because, you know, right? Like the hype, the hypey stuff. That's like now what the rappers go for for sure. Like the items that are gonna sell out exactly. immediately that no one else can really get they exactly. want, or the item that's just known to be like super expensive and they just want to wear all the super expensive pieces together, like Gunna and the Bottega boots, girl. Gunna and them Bottega boots. And it's so crazy because I saw two guys in my neighborhood wearing Bottega boots with like some skinny jeans. A fool. And I'm just like, why God? And literally they're like, well, Gunna did it. So yeah, I'm just like, why God? And why are they matching in Bottega boots in the middle of Best Eye? What is happening right now? (laughs) What's going on? Now I'm confused. <laughs> Do you follow this boy, uh, Guacamole? No, but I've been on Guacamole. his account. I know you're talking about. Did you see his business as a fashion interview? No. Girl, that, that young man. How old is he? 23. Your age. How does he He's like, a have nurse. all this? Oh, that's what it is. He's a nurse. He's so a he's nurse a and a fashion designer. Yeah. From Ghana. Uh, his fashion is crazy. Oh, my God. The way he broke down, though, he was just like, people don't think 
that like being a nurse can be connected to being a fashion designer but he's like knowing the human anatomy of a body you know if you break it down like it's 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 just like looking at the way fabrics move on the body what i was just like look at this young man oh my god i never even thought of it like that either i know and he when he you know said how he said it i was just like that makes a world of sense like, yeah wow like okay the little boy is on his stuff Put us i think on. he lose good things I, I didn't even know he had his own. I didn't even know he had his own line. Mm-hmm. I just thought that he just dressed really nicely. Yeah, he got his own line. That's really dope. Yeah, but I forget what what I was trying to connect there. What was we talking about? Um, I was talking about the Bottega boots. Oh yeah, he had them on, and he was in Jamaica. And he like wore them mm-hmm. and uh, like by the water. And he's like, I love when fashion can be practical. And he like put water because they're rubber. Uh huh. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay, that was cool. right. Like as long as you're not destroying be. a right. shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he showed how they can be like practical or or whatever. I need to actually follow him because I've seen his stuff just on. I think I've seen him on Twitter maybe, or like on my Explore page, but I never had like followed him. Okay. So I want to see this business of fashion interview now too. I got to look into that. Yeah, he he's a very intelligent. Festivals. I didn't think that we would ever be talking about festivals like <laughs> within this the next year even, but uh. Berlin is ahead of the game. Okay, they said no corona here, okay? Okay. They said we did what we had to do, okay? It's time for us to come outside. So Berlin, in case any of you guys listening are living in Berlin, although you would have heard of the reference festival, I'm sure if you do. But it is going on from January 21st through January 23rd, and it's in partnership with the Berlin Fashion Week. Um, and this festival, I was saying I would really want to take check out, although... In the past, I feel like when I hear the word festival, I automatically just think anxiety. <laughs> like, it's just so, so many people. people. Yeah. Yes. You have to stand in line for the bathroom, like, people touching you, people mm-hmm. drunk, throwing up. But this festival sounds like that will be involved, but <laughs> it'll just be more just creative people around, people right. that just really appreciate art and fashion. In it's like purest form and not for any like flex purposes. It just, it just seems like it's going to be like less pretentious. <laughs> and then the standouts will include GmbH, which is actually a German based brand in case any of you guys aren't familiar with it. And they're all about like using sustainable fabrics and things of the such. I think they use like all like dead stock Italian fabrics, which I thought was interesting. And um, so that that clothing line, GmbH, they're planning to reveal their fall winter twenty. 2021 show at the festival so they're gonna have a freaking full-on fashion show one one reason why this festival really really stuck out to me is because they're actually gonna have Moa Lola there um she's gonna be presenting with a furniture designer uh well actually it's a duo and the name of their duo ism if that's not a word <laughs> but the, the person who Moa Lola is collaborating with is actually Chapel Pedarasi. I believe that's how you pronounce it. But anyway, their stuff is just like really like artsy. Um, they pay attention to like the smallest details. They use a lot of like metallics and colors. It's a little bit like childlike. And the one furniture piece that I've seen that they're probably gonna have at the festival is actually like a little stoop. And it's in like this metallic blue 
shiny as blue color and then it has like the mobile lola little symbol on like the top of it oh wow that so it's super so yes like if i had a little kid like that's something i would want to put in like the little kid yeah mom. that would be so cute they're not too bad like the little stoop the mobile little stoop i think was like 850 pounds oh, which is maybe okay. like 900 yeah. something dollars us that's interesting i'm excited to see this yeah like the photos from the festival absolutely so i can know next year if that's something i should prep for i know pretty little thing Pretty little thing. Um, if you guys don't know Anifa, she is the designer behind Hanifa. She recently posted on her Twitter a picture from Pretty Little Things website. And it's next to one of her items and her caption says, I usually don't speak on things. I usually don't speak on these things. However, pretty little nothing is trash for this. I was just gonna say, they need to be pretty little stealers, pretty little something. <laughs> pretty little liars. Right. Like. <laughs> yeah, so basically the image is showing a like, uh, on the left side we have Hanifa's white blouse that she had in her 3D digital show that she presented last summer and to the right is a picture of the same blouse that was created by pretty little thing literally the same exact blouse and it's just in brown and that's just got to be devastating as like an art <laughs> designer to just see a direct ripoff and a direct like ripoff cheap. is probably like 12 dollars right so I'm not surprised, but I also am very curious because Tiana Taylor, is she now the creative director? That's what she, right. So what does creative directing entail in a fast fashion company? How does that work? Like, I don't think it's the same as like a luxury fashion house. I think it's the same as like being an ambassador. I think that she's like a face. <laughs> she's like the she's niche, just yeah. Exactly. She's just associated with it just... She's the head ambassador in charge. Because she's a celebrity, exactly. Yeah, at this point, because I feel like she, first of all, it just sucks because it kind of looks bad on her for people who just see that as her title mm -hmm. and they don't really know like what's going on on the insides because it's like, sis, you're the creative director of this brand that's stealing directly from black designers people. exactly <laughs> and this isn't the first occurrence like they've had multiple occurrences with several designers but i feel like tiana taylor is not in the dark you know i don't know her personally i've always mm -hmm. loved her i've always been a fan but seeing her take this deal honestly it was just like damn like you it clearly like just for the sellout. money yeah you're a sellout yeah so. that's how it really you know comes out like these clothes aren't ethically made for one it's just like your, you know, your legacy. You know, you know, you the like face you, of a brand that does wrong all around the board. Yeah, and I feel like she should know these things. If she we know to. these things, she has to know these things. But, but also, it's just people who wear pretty little thing. I feel like don't do enough research to even care. No, they don't. Like they just want to be cute. Like they they're don't. not even looking at that. They're going on the website, like maybe two a.m. in the morning. Be like, okay, like I need something to wear for the club next week. Yeah. Even if COVID is a thing. Like, exactly. I'm going to club still. Exactly. And they're finding an outfit, and then they're getting off the website. Right. Like, I guess the only, the, research. the only good thing about having Tiana Taylor as, like, the CEO is, like, maybe young girls will, like, who can't, you know, necessarily afford everything. Because I feel like everybody goes through that phase of buying mm -hmm. just, like, fast fashion. It's gonna right, because I was buying from Pretty Little Thing. Exactly. I just buy from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... 
I feel like young girls are maybe like look up to her and she's like known you know so for so much more than just being fashionable she's known for just being an overall creative and just mm-hmm. going after what she believes in so maybe you know younger girls will look up to her in that sense and maybe just I don't know I Pretty just want everybody to be released from the shackles of fast fashion. Yeah, I, I wish, too. but it's like I know like everyone it's can not, afford it. But exactly. it's like y'all go to the thrift store. I'm telling you. I just feel like there's always ways around fast fashion. It is. But it's like trying to tell an eighteen year old, sixteen year old to go to the thrift store. Like they're not gonna do that. I didn't even I mean I feel at like that now age, they I, are. That's true. Now it's becoming more trendy to go to the thrift store. That's true. But for the little teeny bopper outfits though. You going to be a little thing. Teeny Bob outfit, yeah. Okay. They got the direct <laughs> ripoff of the designer that you want. You going that to be a little ex- thing. Yep. They got them Prada boots on okay. there. They got everything that you They got need. the helmet laying on there, okay. baby. They going to have Whatever the last Simmons bomber. Okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised. They put the little. They definitely going to have that and the gloves. The PLT. They probably button. already got it in production right now. It's probably. coming off the assembly line. Probably. <laughs> That's just, it's just, what, what, are, what is their era? Like, what is their time up? Pretty little thing, fashion over. What is their time up? Boo-hoo. It's going to be up when people come together and be like, yo, we need to be more ethical. Mainly, like, people who have a platform. Because mm-hmm. the reason why Pretty Little Thing is where it is is because they have every freaking person damn near in the entertainment industry, like, backing them. Like, their commercial be, like, stock with celebrities, bro. Like, yeah. P. Diddy and all his sons. Like, yes. Right. All, like, the main Instagram girls. And what's crazy is that they're really capitalizing on the black entertainment mm-hmm. industry and then ripping off black designers. Exactly. It's That's really the worst up. part about it. It's really messed up. Like, you're capitalizing off of black culture in both regards. Yeah. But it just shows you, you put enough zeros behind that number one, people will sell it out. (laughs) That's crazy. People will be like, where do I find? You say, you play me how much? And all I got to do is wet pretty little thing every week, girl. What? An Instagram post? Period. (laughs) I really would like to see or, like, know how much they, like, Pan, like influencers. I kind of want to look it up because like, you know those numbers are like they normally have those public. You right. Pretty little thing influencer budget. Are they public? I don't. I know that Fashion are. Nova had. Um, so it says that Boohoo's ninety million dollar marketing spend pays off, wow. and that was in twenty nineteen. So ninety million split up amongst like maybe a hundred influencers, right? Because now they, I mean, I think they have a they have all types of collabs because those commercials come on YouTube all the time. Yes, like Doja Cat, Sweetie, Lil Kim, uh, Megan The Stallion, yep. like all we're talking about black female artists, Ashanti. They're capitalizing off of black culture. And I don't even think that's something I realized until right now, honestly. Like, I knew they were capitalizing off of black culture by stealing from designers. But you're mm-hmm. also, like, attracting black people as your target, as your target audience, mainly. And you're, but you're stealing from black designers in exactly. order to do it. Exactly. And, it, again, it just goes to show you how many people only care about the money at the end of the day. All these celebrities that people, like, look up to. I mean... And if there are any parents that's out there and, like, your kids look up to a certain, like, artist or something that you know is trash, like, make them do their research on people that they, like, worship and, like, really look up to because you will find that 
they're corrupt. Like, <laughs> all of the freaking collabs have been black female artists. It's crazy. Even Fashion Nova. Yeah. Cardi B. Oh, Megan Thee Stallion was Fashion Nova. I forgot. That's the collab she did. And that was that backlash. Oh, with yeah. The girl Asia. Because they stole from... It's like the same thing. Yeah. And, and it's just these like are like feel... the biggest fast fashion companies right now. Right. Has Beyonce, have Beyonce not taught us anything? <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't see Beyonce out here with a pretty little thing. Like... It's, it's like the younger demographic. But Ashanti and Lil' Kim... Well, <laughs> Why? I guess they just needed the money or something. I don't know. It just must be so much money to the point where it's just, you just can't deny it. It must be. Because, I mean, the or girls are like, really out here. And I know they've heard about these problems. If we've heard about these problems, have they not heard about these things? Yeah. But maybe it's because they don't, like, research into, like, fashion, really. So, <laughs> if you guys do shop a pretty little thing, I hope this opens your eyes a little bit. Because, first off, <sighs> go thrifting. Right. Period. Just thrift, and it's so affordable. You'd be surprised what you could find at the thrift mm-hmm. store. But a lot of people also are, are lazy, or people think they can't find things from the thrift because they're being lazy and not really looking through the racks like that. Yeah. And it's no excuse. I feel like anywhere you go, it's all about how you sell something. It doesn't have to be designer. It doesn't exactly. have to be. It could be something vintage or mm-hmm. older. And Just, even if you are into like designer, like there's other little you know secondhand shops right. like you just trade stores what is it called a second street second street yeah the real real that they have the stuff on with the real real for literally less than zara prices girl yeah even like i've seen like designer sunglasses like the chanel dior they're like a hundred exactly like not that expensive but people i feel like are so intimidated by those brands they don't even really look because right. they're like you're not gonna really find that because i know for me my eyes were open to the fact that I could find designer things when I started thrifting. Like, yep. two years ago, I actually was thrifting a lot. Like, I was just so into it. And I'm like, oh my God, they have, like, DVF at the, yeah. <laughs> the thrift store. It's only $40. This yeah. Prada dress is only $40 at the thrift store. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. this? And that was the first time I realized, like... But you were here in New York, though, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a little bit different. My experience was just, like, working in luxury retail and just, like... Being mm-hmm. around all this nice shit every day, and it's just like, damn, I want this too. Right. So it just made me want to like seek out for like the best deals, mm-hmm. and you know, how can I wear this? Like, yeah. with my little bit of money, like, how can I wear this? Yeah. And mine was very accidental because I wasn't even looking for designer. It was just that as I started looking for pieces that I really liked, it just happened to be designer pieces. Because mm-hmm. it's like I feel like when you have an eye for certain things, like you know, the cut or like the silhouette or something, like really like attracts to your eye True. I guess you would what say. do you feel like gave you your eye i think it's just natural honestly i feel like i've just i there's nothing that i like ever researched or like read about like it was just very natural like i just would happen to find like pieces and i'm like oh okay this is vivian westwood cool wow but she was going to like more like um curated well they were definitely buy sell trade stores okay so i started off going to not Buffalo Exchange, but Buffalo Exchange has nice things. Not a lot of designer, but Crossroads mm. Trading. That was like the first store that I went into, and I was like, wow. I think it was, um, I ended up buying this cute little like DVF, like silk dress. Uh-huh. And I was so excited to have that little DVF dress. And then I went back and I found these Vivian Westwood pants for like $21 because they were half off. 
And I'm like, I think I have tapped into yeah. something. Hell yeah. And then when I started working at the thrift store, then it was, I mean, well, I work at a buy, sell, trade. I won't call it a thrift store. But when I started working there, I'm just like, designer everywhere? Like, Mm -hmm. this is just how it happens. And it's like, now I'm so used to it because I'm seeing these pieces every single time I'm going to work. So it's like, I'm touching them. I'm feeling them. Like, I can pull something out. And if it has, like, a good weight, I'm like, okay, this is clearly a good piece. Right. Or I can tell just by looking at something, like, okay, this is constructed well even if it doesn't have a tag on the inside definitely so that makes sense yeah now it's definitely comes supernatural but it always came like pretty natural yeah my my experience my eye definitely again came from just working in luxury retail Mm -hmm. like um that brand that i work for etro it's Mm -hmm. just like they use the best of the best freaking fabrics and yeah you are a product of what you surround yourself with for the most part and it's just like being around all that number one is just like maybe not necessarily want to wear like logos all the time or just feel like a logo just represented like looking fresh or whatever the case may be i just started going to the thrift store and just being like nah like this top is 100 percent silk like made in usa like this is beautiful not a logo in sight and it's like also I learned from like a lot of like my clients too because the people there could like were really freaking dressed and it's just like how they put things together and just like you know color pairing different colors and patterns with each other and I've just studied like how did they feel like how did they know that this will work together mm-hmm. and also talk picking their brains and stuff like that so I always start writing but I'm just like so appreciative for that experience alone because it just really just made me look at just fashion and quality so to speak. And just a totally different light. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I could also say for me, um, interning as a stylist or interning with a stylist helped me kind of be more into yeah. like designer because it's like, you know, we're pulling from showrooms from like the craziest brands or like the craziest the craziest PR agencies. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I'm feeling these pieces in my hand, like R13 denim. And this is so amazing. Like I've never felt denim like this before. And I'm looking at things online. I'm like, oh my God, like this costs like $600 for this pair of jeans. I know. And coming from North Carolina, I'm like, that's insane. Mm -hmm. But if you put those jeans up against something like from Zara, that's why it makes me so mad. Like I can just go to Zara and get the same. No, you can't. Mm -mm. No, you can't because a true a person that really, you know, is out here shopping and just like knows what yeah. about fashion and about like quality garments, so to speak. Like you know that yeah. it's a huge difference between a Zara pant or a jean and like R13. Right. You know, and the way that it's constructed, the way that it's stitched, the way that it's exactly. washed, the way, you know everything about it. The hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what makes all the difference, like the quality of how the garment is made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the cut. Yeah. So it's just like maybe you can't pinpoint it, but subconsciously you've just been always around certain things. Yes. Which has kind of given you that. Yeah. I would definitely say so. Okay. okay. So if y'all don't know, Kanye, <laughs> he's, he's starting off his first shoe January 23rd. It will drop. It's the Yeezy Boost 700. And the colorway is called Sun. And I really don't. The colors, they don't mesh well together. They look super hypey. No, what do you think, Patrick? It looks like he let North literally blind, blindfolded North, pulled out her box of crayons and said, North, pick some colors out. He said, go with your feeling, go with your heart. It don't even, honestly, it don't even seem like something that he would do. Like, I feel like he's probably not even 
I feel like I guess he gives the okay on things, but he probably didn't even put that colorway together. His team had to put that together because his team had to put that. I feel like Kanye had a hard, you know, year. Said that he's going through a divorce, right. although you know we don't know for sure. Right. But he probably just going through a lot, and like you said, and just let his team or North like take over that for now. <laughs> north and North of the team, because I'm like this weekend. This is weak. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, it's 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 really a no for me for this one. And they're priced at two forty. I think that's around like the same price most of them are priced at. But I would I can't wait to see if like this will actually like sell out. Crazy. Well, it definitely will. Cause look at like the Ben and Jerry like dunks and things that come out like the craziest shoes that people aren't gonna even wear, but they still buy them just because of the hype behind it. So I'm sure somebody will buy them. Adidas or Nike? Nike. I think Nike too all day. Yeah. Nike for sure. For me, Nike is just more like sleek. It and, is. Like, traditional yes, and like classic. That's the word. Adidas tries to be innovative, but like the end result, like they have good intentions. Yeah. But the end result never comes across how it should. No. And it, it makes sense why they, you know, kind of like probably needed more than like wanted to collaborate. They needed to collaborate <laughs> with like Kanye no, they and did. like Jerry Lorenzo. Right. Oh, because I forgot he's going to be a part yeah. of Adidas now. That's yeah. going to be interesting. Beyond, yeah. Because I'm just not a fan of Adidas like silhouettes. Me either. I was just going to, it's the silhouettes for me. And for some reason, this colorway just really outlines the trash ass silhouette. This <laughs> looks like, yeah, this looks like someone in the Adidas corporate office put this together because they do have very horrible, <laughs> like, color schemes mm -hmm. for their, like, shoes. No. For the most part, like, if it isn't black and white or, like, just something classic, Tinker. it just looks crazy. Tinker would never. <laughs> Tinker would never <laughs> play Nike like that. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely Nike. All day. Yeah, definitely Nike. And it's like, I've been trying to come around because, you know, I love Kanye. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, when he went to Adidas, I kind of was like, down. But then they sold out so quick and it was like super hyped up because it's Kanye. Right. But when I think about it, it's just like, I, I still like Nike. Even with my Even, favorite people collaborating with Adidas, I still like Nike over Adidas. Same. Yeah. And I think we were talking about this before, like, like Adidas... They just tried to be, like, with their originals line. So, you know, there's, like, sports performance. Well, I don't know if you know, but I used to work at Adidas. No, please break it down. So, basically, Adidas has sports performance, and then they have originals. So, sports performance is more of, like, the Ultra Boost sneakers or, like, the sneakers for performance, like, athletic performance. Okay. And then there's originals. Originals is the streetwear creative part of Adidas. So, like, Yeezy would be originals or stan smith for real yeah for real okay. like those are part of the originals line and it just seems like even with like the ethos of employees like you're preaching creativity but then you want all your employees to like they change the dress code from everyone being able to be expressive to like everyone wearing the same uniform because it's like they're trying to compete with nike because nike has that Everyone in the yeah mm -hmm. yeah so it's like are you progressive or are you not like you're doing certain things that are on brand but other things are missing yeah they just and I feel like Nike. it's because they're trying to yeah like their main goal is trying to catch up to Nike instead mm -hmm. of just focusing on their own brand and like building it yeah and I think that's where they're messing up at Nike killed the game Nike set 
the bar when they signed Michael Jordan. And even on the <laughs> when social they Michael Jordan. Nike is like one of the first major companies when it comes to social things that are happening in the world to be like, we stand with you, like on a liberal note. Yep. I feel like with Adidas, they always come too late because they're just so worried about like, like they they always come after Nike. I was on uh, on Clubhouse, the dude who owns DGK. Mm-hmm. He was saying that him and his team like study, um, study like Nike's history and like mm-hmm. study how they like market things and stuff, things like that for his brand. Mm. I was like, wow, that's smart. Like Nike just holds so much weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They hold a lot of weight and I feel like they're never going to go out of business. Mm-mm. Maybe Adidas needs to hire like a new footwear designer. Maybe yes. that's the problem. But even their clothes are just not it. Like if we're talking about workout gear, I would prefer Nike tech. Everything. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Nike sports bra. Everything just seems more well-made too. Like I have Adidas tights and they're nice. But if I had Nike ones, I would definitely wear those over exactly. the, Adidas, uh, the Adidas. Although I did have a little Adidas little suit. Like two or like three years ago, suit. I had like the little track pants. I feel like that's the only thing that's like super like classic. Oh, like the Tiros. I know what you're talking about. The three stripes. Yes. 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 Yeah. I had those too. Those are like a classic. Yeah. And those and also like the shell toe Adidas. Like those mm-hmm. are like classics. Yeah. That's that one pair of shoe like your daddy ate by every summer. And with, Stan Smith you know? too. Stan Smith, yeah. Exactly. Like those are the things where it's like, okay, like that's what people go to Adidas for. Like, Adidas shoes just look so cheap. Exactly. They look like you could get them from, like, the dollar, like, like a discount footwear store. Like, like pay less. <laughs> you could find the same silhouette of shoe and pay less. Literally. And I think that's the problem. The problem is it's just not Nike. <laughs> that's the problem. The problem. Right. That is the real problem. It's not Nike. Oh, by the way, tell me why a Telfar bag came into my job. Mickey got it. It size the largest one, maroon. For how much? 60. Wow. Because what's the resale value on them? I, it's expensive, I thought. Three, four hundred dollars. But it was a white girl that sold it in. That's why I'm like, white people don't need Telfar bags. No. They're not going to, they're not going to appreciate it. Yeah, I'm no. sorry. I, I don't mean to step on nobody's feet, but like. Damn near you can't look at a place. Just don't have it. Well, I, you can't say that. I, I, I I'm not that saying you can't have it, but I'm just saying, like, it's just such a, like, a cultural thing that it doesn't ring the same significance. No. Like, a black person with a Telfar bag, it has so much more impact for that Representation person. Representation and everything rather than I mean, the Telfar bag that I got the first time was just from, like, uh, a white girl just, like, sold her bag and it's, like, they see it more as a trend, I feel yep. like, rather than, like, a cultural movement. Exactly. And yep. I think that's the difference. Like, it doesn't hold as much weight. That's why this girl sold her bag. Because she's like, oh, well, everyone, she's probably like, well, everyone has it, so I don't want it anymore. Yeah. And just um, Another thing that occurred, well, that I was reading up on was OTB, the fashion group that owns Margiela, Marnie, and Diesel. They are set, well, they want to acquire Jill Sonder. And I didn't even know that Jill Sonder was on the, the chopping block, like I told you. And a lot of companies, a lot of luxury fashion companies are being acquired. Yeah. I'm like, just like, is it ending? Right. I need to know. Like, right. is it just going to turn into like a capitalist or a capitalistic? Is that a word? I don't even know the word capitalist. 
it's like I guess it's capitalist. Capitalist, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be like a capitalist industry now, where it's all about money, 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 money. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're gonna push like you know something creative and abstract, but it's not gonna be genuine. Yeah. Or if they all band together, you can't say we're not ethical because we're banned with this brand that you like and this brand that you like and this brand that you like. You heard about Eve Kamara? Eve Kamara. Eve Kamara. Mm-mm. He was a. I think he was an editor I might have this wrong for ID but now he was just made the editor-in-chief of Dazed magazine and he's like a black influential uh, stylist well he was a stylist that's what he was he was a stylist I think for ID actually I'm gonna look it up so I can tell Mm y'all but he's now the editor-in-chief of Dazed and that was just announced actually I forgot all about that is he black? Mm -hmm. mm-hmm yes yeah, so I guess he was like a stylist for System mm-hmm. magazine, and now he is the editor-in-chief of Dave. Wow. Let me make sure. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. But yeah, so that was something that was interesting. I forgot to mention that. And he looks so young, too. I think he is. Wow. So amazing. And then Lindsay Peoples Wag- Wagner, she was the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. I think she just became the editor-in-chief of W Magazine. Oh, the black lady? Mm-hmm. Wait, I thought her name was like Elaine. Not her. That was, She used to be the editor-in-chief of Vogue, but then when she left, because um, she left to do like uh, freelance, now she is on The Read. Oh, not The Read, The View. Oh. No, The Talk. Oh. She just moved to uh, daytime television, girl. Okay. But Lindsay Peoples Wagner took over after her for Team Vogue. She's the youngest editor in chief after Elaine left. She mm-hmm. like took on the title as the youngest editor in chief of wow. Team Vogue because I think she was twenty seven. And she you know her. Elaine made that happen. Oh, for sure. Elaine was like, no, she definitely passed. Gonna put that another down. black face ahead of this, right? And I hope they put another one. <laughs> and I don't know her work too much, but even mm-hmm. looking at her, I kind of like her style a little bit more, better than. Than Lindsay, I mean than Elaine. Elaine. Yeah, mm-hmm. like her her Instagram even looks a little bit more yeah aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, and like more like, like she gets fashion it. for. Yeah, she was the one who did the interview. I don't know if you saw a while back. It was like Black Creatives. It was probably back in maybe like 2016 and she just interviewed everybody like that was a creative in the fashion industry that was black and just asked them like you know how do you feel. Like, just as a black person in this industry. And she I created, like, a whole so. article on it. I, that sounds, definitely sound familiar. Mm-hmm. So, it was like, she's been doing her thing for a minute now. That's good. Yeah. So, it's like, hard work pays off. Right. Black women are coming up. I'm and black men. Mm-hmm. I love to see it. Me too. Love to see it. Because, honestly, a win for any of us is a win. Any It's a win for just the black community in general. Yeah. That's what I look at it as. So, it's just like... Gotta keep like that's more reason even why I'm like I gotta keep my personal emotions right. Bo- I mean, not bottled, but just like a little just to the side. To the side. While you get business done. While I get business mm-hmm. done. No, you that's know? true. Cause your mental health like can really hold you back. Yeah. Cause you be in your head. Yep. You be in your head. Like, well, you know, today sucks, so I'm just not gonna do nothing. Mm-hmm. Or like, I just need to do this to like, and it, like, it's good to take breaks, of course, for your mental health. Like, if you're gonna be doing something healthy for your mind, it's gonna get you back on track. Cool. Right. But if you're just dwelling in the, the sadness or, like, however you're feeling, it's like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is kind of off topic, but, like, how do you feel? Because 
earlier I was saying, and I'm pretty sure you see it everywhere. I see it everywhere. It's just like you get further in life. Like if you have mm-hmm. a team around you, a group of people around you, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. How do you feel about asking for help? Or uh, I'm the worst. I do not ask anyone for help. It's just I could be talking to the motherfucking Vogue editor, and I'll be too. like, "Hey, no offense, all right." I just don't want to make it seem right. like I want anything. For, I just right. hate the Me feeling. Too. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, I don't want you to think I want anything. Cause I just want it to be genuine. I'm yeah. like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. That's how I always feel. And I don't know if that's like a good thing. It's or not. Thing. It's not because it's like you're not going to get anywhere like that. It's like people be wanting to like, it'd be nothing for people. Like, oh yeah, I know this person. Like, you want to do this? Like, right. Like, let you got to put yourself you. out we there. Put you right. It's so hard. But I guess a good thing to think about is just like if I was, if somebody came up to me and felt like I could help them in any type of way, like I would be totally down. Like I would be flattered. Like first right. off, like, yeah, let me help you. Right. But for some reason, when the, the foot is switched and you have to ask somebody else, it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't finna have any answer. Like they ain't never forgotten. But right. who looking at it like that for real, you know? If you're Only a good you. person, if you're a good person and your intentions are good and. Right. That's all you should really worry about. And that's the more and more I start to realize that, like, no, I have to put my personal shit aside. And also, if they say no, it's cool. Right. Like, you can't take it personal. Exactly. It's just like, no, it's cool. Like, I get it. You know, you probably have other things that you're working on. You can't even focus on this right now. Yeah. So it's like, it's at least you tried. Mm-hmm. That's going to have to be the way to look at it. Yeah. Like, you have to put yourself out there. Reaching out to brands. It's that cancer in us. Fear of rejection. Oh. I just like, I, I just, yes. I don't want to be rejected. I really am. Okay, I'll be crushed. I'll think about it for a month. I just don't. I hate it. Look. But you know what? I actually love rejection. I'm not going to lie because it adds more fuel to my fire. I'm like, you know what? You don't believe in me, but I'm going to show you when I'm at the top. Yep. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, okay, like you really want to play. Just trying to shit it out. Yeah, like you, you want to play, so I'm gonna show you when I'm at the top. And when I'm at the top, don't say nothing. Please don't. Don't come over here, (laughs) girl. I feel the same way. Like literally, like that's gonna feel so good. That's why they like try to think that you wasn't on shit or like whatever. And they try and play you like Mm. you don't have a real talent just because like you don't have a certain number of followers or whatever it might be. I see that now, even like going out or like going into creative spaces mm-hmm. where certain people are like that like they really are looking at your follower count and like seeing what yep. you got on you can almost see them dismiss like, you if you like yeah. under a certain amount it's like yeah. okay right they do it in like a nice way but it's like oh okay i see how you feel about mm-hmm. me but i'm gonna show you and i'm gonna show you so it's cool right and i feel like that's why i support like smaller instagram accounts mm-hmm. smaller youtube accounts because it's just like I don't want to wait to like have support at the top because exactly. those aren't going to be the genuine people who really like fuck with me. Like exactly. the people who fuck with you are the people who are there when you have like 20 subscribers. Exactly. Three likes. And it's just because they fuck with you just because you, you right. are, they just attracted to whatever you do. Right. Yeah. Most successful people don't even have Instagram accounts. I'm telling you. The, fa- <laughs> the big fashion designers. If we designers, talk about it, if we yes. really get into it, the yes. people who have really made it do not use Instagram. And some of the ones who have Instagram accounts, they are not running their, their accounts. Exactly. Rick Owens, what he said, he was like, I, he was like, yeah, we have a lot of like, what do you call them on Instagram? Like, <laughs> subscribers? Like, 
Period. Right. Like he's not focused on getting likes, and that's yeah. why he's successful because he's not so caught up in that world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, y'all, get it into another sneaker drop. Travis Scott he drops his new Air Jordan fours. They are said to drop on January twenty eighth. Although the article that I was reading it didn't seem like they were so sure, uh, but they're priced at two hundred dollars. And actually, the official name is like the Travis Scott Light Fours, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for them. I'm here for them. I feel like the, the stuff that Travis Scott puts out creatively is like fire. Yeah. Like, I, I like all of his like sneaker drops. I love Travis Scott's like creativity. Yeah. I feel like he's very creative, even like his music videos. Definitely. Like, he puts in that work. Like, yeah. his mind is, he's a genius. Yes. It's like no weak shit. Yeah. Like, his name behind it, Kanye name behind it. Well, sometimes Kanye. Them damn <laughs> <Those> sons. <laughs> them sons. <laughs> up until the end. We gonna say the Kanye just, he going through right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, it wasn't Kanye, y'all. Yeah. We gonna say that wasn't even him. What did you say, Olive or like Brown? Yeah. No, they're like Olive. Yeah. I'm here for them. They're similar to, I don't know Jordans like that, but he had another pair of, they were like an olive green shoe that dropped. Yep, I think they were eights. Okay. Yeah, they were eights. I don't know what he called them, but I know they were eights. Those were like, I didn't like, the, I don't like that silhouette, but this one with that same color mm-hmm. palette is amazing. Yeah. So, you gonna try for them? I am gonna try for them. I feel like 200 I would never pay beyond retail. No. Right. Mm-mm. Because all the ones like the the dunks mm-hmm. with like the turn the backwards Nike, yes. those go for like fourteen hundred crazy prices. Like I'm not doing that for the hype beast. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> but two hundred I, I would definitely try for them. So the last topic that we're gonna discuss today is Alexandra uh, Alexandre. I don't even know how to say his little Are name. Are you talking about from Gucci? No, Alexandre Arnold. Oh, the um... the son of Bernard Arnold. If you guys don't know who that is, Bernard is the founder of LVMH, and that is a fashion conglomerate that houses almost everything: Louis Vuitton, Hennessy Moet, Moet, um, Rihanna Fenty. But yeah, so. Bernard's son, Alexandre Arnold, is set to become the vice president of product and communications at Tiffany, which will be interesting because he was the creative director of Ramoa. If you guys are familiar with Ramoa, it is the luxury luggage company. And in his years at Ramoa, he sparked a lot of collaborations, including... Off-white, I know is one. Ramoa um, collabs have included Dior, Montclair, Fendi, Supreme, and Off-white as well. So I think that this is going to be interesting to see how he's able to bring like a new target market to Tiffany. Because yeah. Tiffany is known as like that, the old, rich yes target market in yeah. a way and i mean they do have like you know the the younger affordable yeah. pieces too for like yeah younger people but like as far as like the streetwear and all that i don't see tiffany ever having and i haven't seen any collabs with any like, i've definitely seen like them work with like influencers but never like a full not, on right. collab so that's gonna be interesting to see yeah. if he like brings those collabs 
to Tiffany as well. Yeah, I feel like he's definitely probing himself with Ramoa. You know, yeah. probably rich ass parents like, we'll see how you do a C over this brand, <laughs> and then maybe we'll, we might pop in Tiffany's. Who knows? In about a year or two. Right. So I feel like he's definitely proving himself. And he's generating business. Come through. 28 years old. Um, and I mean, he's not the CEO, he's just the vice president. So. Mm hmm. I don't know what his. I'm sure he'll still have a huge say. Yeah. And what's going on in the company? Because I mean, he he is who he is. Yeah. And if anything, he's gonna collect the check. Okay. <laughs> Pretty sure that's all he cares about. Right. So, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm honestly. excited to see what he does. I'm so confused though with this whole Tiffany acquisition because I thought that there was like a whole thing that happened. Like, wasn't there drama where like they were set. LVMH was set to acquire Tiffany and then something happened during the pandemic when they didn't want to and then Tiffany was like well we're still in like contracts so you're supposed to like acquire it I feel like there was a whole thing I wouldn't happened. even know Tiffany is definitely not something that's ever on my radar <laughs> I feel like I just read an article about that now that they have like now that they've acquired them I'm like well what happened I guess that mm. Tiffany must have won this lawsuit of Maybe them trying because like... I think LVMH was trying to back out from like the acquisition when the pandemic happened because oh. they were gonna make that transition right before the pandemic happened mm. and then yeah they I were guess. like now that's the time now they're like now's the time yeah it was like tiffany sued and then they countersued it was messy hmm. <laughs> tiffany like take us right it's like not now like, you said that you were gonna buy us <laughs> you can't take that that <laughs> And I guess since they're already in contract, it's like, you can't take that back. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to go through with your acquisition. You didn't sign the paperwork. You didn't fucked up now. Period. Come on. We need to take your son. <laughs> Put him in place. Right. Figure it out now. We didn't give you the company. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't ask for it. So now you're about to have it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, that's good for them, though. Mm -hmm. what, what is a collaboration that you feel like would work for Tiffany? Hmm. Like, would you think another jewelry brand? I could see. Hmm, um, that's interesting. You know, I guess. I right. mean, I was thinking of fashion brands. I got my, I got my pick already. Like a jewelry brand. Uh, somebody who they should maybe appoint as like director creatively, or just like collaborate with, who? just in general. Oh yeah, ambush. Ambush. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the hype that she has around her too, I feel like would definitely bring them like but isn't a she newer, with, younger client. Isn't she with Dior? She is with Dior, but she, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure she can do a collab. She can do a collab with Converse. I was actually thinking like a Dior collab with Tiffany would be dope. Because mm. she's the jewelry designer. That is a conflict of interest though. Are they under the same conglomerate or no? Mm, this is LV. I don't know who I Dior. Guess it would have to be Givenchy with Tiffany. Because they're work. under the same That house. could even work. Oh, LVMH. So, so, yeah. A Dior collab would be dope. A Dior collab would be it. Especially with the way they're carrying the brand right now. Like, they're making it more fun. Mm -hmm. More for, like, a new age demographic. Yeah. So, I feel like if Tiffany wanted to, like, be on that wave, the kids love Dior. Kim Jones, they love it. Yeah, because that's look at true. The Dior. Oh, the Dunks. It was the ones with the the Nike and they had oh, like the, the Dior. Yeah. Okay. So even it's just like 
the kids know of Dior if they didn't know of Dior before. Mm-hmm. As far as like going into the spectrum of streetwear and yep. like the hype industry, they know Dior. Yeah. I, it's not even that they didn't even know it. I think it was just like it didn't even appeal to them. Exactly. You know? But, but now they're more like susceptible to buy it. Yeah. And even the song of Pot Smoke. What do you Christian say? Dior, Dior. That, I'm looking all the stores. That makes sense. Because I'm like, why is everybody wearing Dior? Especially in Harlem. And Harlem people love Pop Smoke too. But like, mm-hmm. 4th is just like, every hat, everybody had on like a, Har- a Dior fit. That's crazy. Like the hat, the shoes. The mm-hmm. ba- I'm like, damn. Christian Dior, Dior. Like, I'm up in all the stores. Like, period. That line right there. I'm like, period. did they pay him or he just did that? <laughs> I think he probably just did it. R.I.P. to Pop Smoke. Just to flex. He was so talented. He was. And I'm I was so still, mad. I still be listening to his music. Like when I work out, I'm like, yes. His voice just, it's just like, it gets you going. Like it gets you lit. And he has like, his voice is, like you'll know his voice when you hear it, but mm-hmm. he can also switch up his flow, which is what I appreciate. With Fabio Foreign, the other guy that was under, I guess they were friends or whatever. No. Yeah. I feel like Fabio Foreign has the same exact flow, whereas Pop Smoke is like. He's able to be versatile. Yeah. I had seen um his brother rapping. Mm-hmm. And his brother sounds just like him. You're lying. Yes. Oh, that's like scary. he can sound just like Pop Smoke. I mean, they don't look Is alike to, to be, be the next. I don't know. We have our random question of the day. So we are gonna be doing a random little topic question every week. Last week, what did we talk about? Our craziest high school memory. Yeah. Go check that out if you didn't see that one already. <laughs> So our topic this week is going to be how do you deal with social anxiety? And in case any of you guys don't know what social anxiety is, I feel like it's a lot of words that you feel like you know, but you really don't know. But social anxiety is basically a nervousness that you may have in social places or social events. Um, But yeah, how do you deal with social anxiety? I drink. We 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 both have that that curing, that uh coping mechanism. I yeah. guess. <laughs> like I drink, or I just feel like when I'm, I just feel like an awkward black girl. Like that's. <coughs> Are you oh. okay? I'm fine. Okay, that wine just went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's start okay. over. <laughs> You don't have to apologize for joking. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> dying over here, y'all. I always feel like the awkward black girl. Like I just have always felt that way. Yeah. So when I'm in social settings, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> like yeah. I want to just sit in a corner. As I was telling you earlier, I just want to sit in a corner by myself and just chill. Like I'm just a chill person. Yeah. And I like to be chill. Like I have to have a little bit of liquor in my system to really get me like Lit. pumped and amped up and ready for the night and yeah, like yeah. able to just go up to people and be friendly and just start talking. Yeah. Otherwise, I will literally sit in the corner and like just be like chilling, doing my own little thing. And I'm good that way. Like I don't have no hard feelings. I just don't want to talk, but I realize that's social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And now that I realize, we were talking about this before we even started the podcast, but I'm just thinking now, it's just like just being around people mm-hmm. is like, like you said, chilling, just being around in the atmosphere is like kind of good enough. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, if you're going to network, because we were just talking about networking Mm -hmm. last week, um, but if you're going to network, 
you have to talk to people. Yeah, you have to <laughs> talk because they're not going to know who you are. That's so true. They're not going to know who you are. And for me, sometimes it's like intimidating, I guess, in a way to come into a, a room full of people who you don't know mm-hmm. and try to like socialize because everyone knows one another and you're just kind of like well if they already know one another they're comfortable in this situation but i'm very uncomfortable yep <laughs> literally i'm so obvious to the point where i literally don't go out mm-hmm. unless it's something that i know i'm gonna enjoy or people i'm gonna be around i know i really like right you know yeah like i'll go out if i know you or if i'm like cool with you and i know we're gonna have a good time but if it's like Oh, go to this networking event. Da, 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 da. I'm be like, Mm-mm, I don't know anyone there. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna be acting. I don't yeah. want nobody looking at me in any type of way. But it's all in your head. It is all in your head, and it's like people are not thinking that hard about you. It's at just like if you're a cool person. Most people will be, you know, right receiving of you. Exactly. But yeah, that's how I do. I don't deal with it. Yeah. I guess that's my answer. I don't deal with social anxiety, but that is something that I definitely need to learn how to deal with mm-hmm. I feel like more so in my early 20s because mm-hmm. I'm 26 just in case you guys don't know I'm 26 and Patrick's 23 mm-hmm. so it's a little bit of an age difference between us and some people may argue like it's you know you still a baby too but no when I was 23 I definitely would like get a half a pint of Hennessy mm-hmm. and like drink that before going anywhere yeah. because that would literally just give me all the courage I needed and whatever whatever and like now I prefer to like drink in social situations because it do just loosens you up naturally. But I would say if there is no liquor by, I just try to, you know, give myself like a pep talk and just be like, get out of your head. Like mm-hmm. no one is talking about you. No one is looking at you a certain type of way because I was reading a book and that's a sense of entitlement of just feeling like, you know, everybody's looking at me. Everybody's talking about me. And it's like, no, no one's worried about you. Like yeah. they probably just looking at you because you're not talking. And, right. Like, that's weird on its own. But, uh, yeah, I just would say get out of your own head. Mm-hmm. Get out of your own head. That's good advice for the week. Yeah. Get out of your own head. Yeah. Because I know I'd be in mine deep. Girl. <laughs> I'd be overthinking everything. Okay. Last night, I was, like, having, like, anxiousness for no reason at all because I felt like I was being awkward. And I'm just like, why do I even feel this way? Girl. Like, I will literally, if I feel awkward in any situation, then I get so nervous and anxious, and then I feel weird, and I'm like, they know I'm being weird yes. right now. And, oh my and I literally, I literally left my house and went to the store, because I'm like, I need to just get out of the house real quick. I'll be right back. And I'm just like, literally. I need to get, like, a water. But I'm just like, Patra, get yourself together. Like, why are you acting like this? I feel you 100%. Maybe just a childhood, like, trauma mm-hmm. or like coping daddy mechanism. issues yeah me anyway like maybe it's just a childhood trauma and like a coping mechanism where i'm just like uh time to feel awkward and anxious mm-hmm. because they're looking at you like you're crazy and i have to like talk myself out of that because i'm like first of all you're not even that person anymore where you like care about what people like think right. i'm like why are you even acting like it's like you're not that person so exactly. why are you being like this exactly. right now and sometimes it just comes randomly. I think it also because naturally you want to be liked, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but subconsciously, you're 
me everybody kind of yeah I'm like it's, it has to be like some type of trauma yeah. that like just rises up mm-hmm. and i don't even like realize it until in the mm-hmm. morning and i'm like oh my god no i need some type of something i need something mm-hmm. to help me like calm down that's so true yeah i was gonna say something else about social anxiety also like i would say as i grow older it gets better Mm-hmm. Although I feel like maybe I need to talk to somebody about it, or probably need to be on some type of medication for it. But I'm, I'm let me not even speak that to existence. Let me knock on some wood, right? Because I've been dealing with it, you know, as as, as this far, as this far I've come. Um, I didn't say that right. <laughs> y'all know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. It's if y'all okay. watch me on YouTube, y'all already know I will say something totally wrong and just go with it. <laughs> Okay. Right. I do the same thing. I'm so glad we're on the same page. I'm just like, I'm not even making words right now, but I hope you guys understand. They understand. Period. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was especially worse. Like, especially in like high school, I just remember like dudes, I would like, I'd be like, if they look at me for too long, they're going to see that I'm ugly. Like, they're going to look at my nose and they're going to see this line. Like, they're going to look at my skin and see bumps. Like, I would like literally not even talk to people for like more than like five minutes. Wow. Because I was like, they're studying my face right now. It was like to that point, like, yeah. And you were in your head the whole time. In my head the whole time. Can't even enjoy the moment. No. It, I just been entitled my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the same way. Like, yeah. But now's the time. This year, we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna network, Patra. We're gonna meet creatives. <laughs> right. We're gonna be creative. We're gonna be yeah. And we're gonna thrive and we're in get, social we're gonna get settings. Yes. Get out of your head. I would recommend you guys with the same thing. If you feel that you're going through, you know, any anxiety. I guess, you know what? I retract on saying that. Because some people have had the access to, you know, people who specialize in mental health. And Mm -hmm. maybe give them different coping mechanisms. I would say we're just speaking from a point of view of just having to deal with it on our own. And this is how we deal with it. Right. But deal with it how you deal with it. Let us know. Maybe email us how you guys deal with social anxiety. Would love to hear it. Yes. If you have good therapists that you recommend as well. Because I definitely want to go to therapy. I do too one day. But also I'm scared. But I feel like that's all a part of it. Yeah. Because it's definitely going to open things up. But I feel like ripping that band-aid off is it's gonna be hard, but it's gonna be worth it. Yeah, I'm. I'm also able to deal with it on my own, but I feel like there's certain things, like that random moment of anxiousness, where it's like, I kind of want to know. Like, I guess I know why I'm dealing with it, but I kind of just want to sit down and like talk to someone and see how they view this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like a person who's your di- your diary, right? In a way, and you're like talking to them, and they're just kind of giving you mechanisms and like allowing you to see things exactly that you don't even realize because you're living in your own body so you can't see everything that someone else can like teach you Mm -hmm. that's so true and it's like a lot of times we feel like we're the only person going through things when it's just like they study these illnesses that people go through it's just like you're feeling this way because xyz and you said yeah oh yeah because of this that you've seen growing up is the reason why you're feeling this way right and it's just like you think about it like oh my god she just told my whole life in seconds and it's just like yeah because she done talked to probably like 50 other people with the same right. thing that you're going through right yeah so I feel like that's gonna be on my list this year therapy mm-hmm. yeah that's that's yeah it, and too when I think about therapy it's just like you have to find the right therapist that's the part 
finding the right one. Just because they got a degree, a doctorate, whatever, don't mean that they don't. You gonna be like the episode of uh, the professor on the Parkers when he went to a therapist to see why he was so obsessed with Nikki Parker. What? The therapist told him that it's because he was in love with her, and then he went to propose to Nikki uh, because she was she had a new boyfriend, so he went to propose to her at the hotel that the boyfriend had taken her to for the weekend. And when he got there, they had already left because Nikki was like, actually, you know, I love the professor. And so someone else had got in the room and he went to the room thinking that Nikki was in there and it was like a whole other couple. And they ended up calling the cops on him. He goes to jail. Why the therapist in the jail? Because he wasn't a real therapist. Oh, I think I loosely remember that episode. But wow. (laughs) So it's like, dang. You got to make sure mm-hmm. you do your research. Literally. Because it's just like you be so vulnerable, especially when you're going through shit. And it's just like you look to the little bit of hope in anything or anyone. But I feel like it's trial and error, which is the scary part. Because a lot mm-hmm. of people like go through different therapists until they find the right therapist for them. Yeah, but I'm so sensitive. Yeah, same. I'm like, nope, I'm not telling where, you exactly. information. <laughs> <So> <laughs> wait, wait, I would think about something you say. I wouldn't even think like that you were a bad therapist. Initially, I just think like, oh my God, this person said this about me. Like, this must be so true. Like, right. whatever, whatever. Yeah. Trial like, don't have me thinking I'm something I'm not. Exactly. That's a fact. All right. I think that this is the end of episode two. Yes. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're still here, thank you. We really appreciate you. Yes. You real. Especially the ones that make it all the way to the end. Like, love, love you. (laughs) Like, you a real trooper. We will be back again next week with episode number three. Do you have any closing remarks or anything you want to talk about so i've gotten a couple like dms and you guys being like is it available on apple music and we're gonna try to be available on apple music this go around well i guess you would have heard it i guess by now but hopefully we're still waiting to be approved on apple music so Mm. once that's up we'll definitely make a post about it yeah and always the link to our podcast will be on our instagram oddly seen so definitely follow that Yes, and we will also have, if you're listening to this episode, the Instagram and YouTube account will be linked in the description. Yes. So make sure to follow us, connect with us, write us. We're open to it all. Absolutely. Peace and love. Peace.